We should adopt from Ghana, too. Look how cute these kids look. Have you ever thought about adopting? Or maybe you have adopted already and you know, as with any child, the joys and trials it can bring. When Holly and Brent Arnold first met, they talked about their dreams for the future. Both said that at one point they would like to adopt. They never imagined that they would end up with eight children, six with disabilities. It's hard to say no when God puts something on your heart. Welcome to episode 49 of Women of the Northwest. I'm Jan Johnson, your host. Join me now as Holly shares her journey. My guest today is Holly Arnold, and she is at my home visiting. Um, we just wanted to talk some today about her adoption process. She has six adopted kids and two birth kids. Where did the idea come from for you to adopt? Well, Brent and I sat down on our first real date and <laughs> we laid everything on the table and said, what do you believe about this and that? And we talked about adopting. <laughs> that We want, both wanted adopted kids, not sure if we were ever going to have biological mm -hmm. children. Yeah. Yes. And then you did have a couple of biological firsts and Yes. Yeah. And, you know, life got crazy. And then we ended up moving back by our families and idea of adoption came back around. And so I started to pray for it for six months. And then one day Brent came to me and said, hey, what do you think about adopting? <laughs> so <laughs> like the time is ripe. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of places to look to adopt, how did you decide where to start looking? Well, I had always wanted to adopt from China since I was 15 years old. I had seen this uh, National Geographic, and in my heart, I had always wanted a baby girl from China. So that was in the back of my mind. He wanted a child from Ethiopia. And this is all because of some TV TV ads commercials or, or that something he saw that, with the starving that kids. won your heart. Yes. <laughs> kind of like Ed sponsored kids. Oh, look at those pictures. Aren't they cute? We should do something about Yes. <laughs> so what was the process? What did you do? Well, there was a, the biggest Chinese adoption agency happened to be in Denver, Colorado, and we lived in Fort Collins. So mm -hmm. I called them. And they were super nice, and they had the Chinese music playing on the phone to lure you in. And you're like, <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. Aww. And then they sent us an uh, information packet and CDs, and we watched that. And then I started to look at their website for the waiting children. And our son caught my eye, and I sent him, when my husband was at work, I sent his picture and said, what do you think <laughs> about this little guy? And that's... How but we got on the wait, road. Weren't you going to have a girl? We were, <laughs> but it ended up being a boy. And to confirm it, Brent was like, well, I'm not sure. So he said, Lord, give me a sign. We were at Wednesday night church. He said, Lord, give me a sign. We went to Perkins with my mom. We walked into Perkins. There was a lady and her husband, five Chinese children <laughs> with a white couple. So he said, okay, that's that my sign. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So what's the process? So you, you, you know, obviously, they have to do some interviewing of you as a couple and 
look at your home maybe or yes you you fill out the application first thing five business days pay for the application and then you start the home study process Mm -hmm. which is a very long process as you probably know Mm -hmm. and they check out your home and whatever state you live in has actual you know laws you have to go through like for the state of Washington you have to go through Get cleared by the police department, the FBI. Mm, You send your fingerprints into the FBI. And then there's just lots of different things like that. Your pets have to be checked out. Any adult in the home has to be fingerprinted. Mm -hmm. Once the home study is done and approved after the social Mm -hmm. worker comes three times to your home and has interviews each member then you're, you um, go to USCIS and have the digital fingerprints, which mm. are run. Mm. Yeah, so it's very thorough then. Yes, very thorough. So was was he living in an orphanage? No, our first son was living in a foster family. Mm. Yes. Okay. How old was he? He was uh, five years old when we started. He was six years old when he came home. It and, took exactly nine months for him oh. to come home. Yes. <laughs> a gestational period. Yes. Um, how old were your other kids, your natural kids? They were six and eight, <laughs> I think, when we started. Yep. So then you had two six-year-olds. No, by the time oh, by he was then. home, you know, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. Okay. So I assume you had to go to China. For two, two weeks. Two weeks, and then... Um, or 17 days, actually. And then was it a process where if you got there, you could change your mind if you... you yes, know, we went to a- where he lived in China, to the uh, city, the largest city in his province. And you did the paperwork there to get his birth certificate and passport. Mm-hmm. And then you, we would go to Guangzhou, which... Um, was in southern China, you would fly there later and go through the consulate to say, yes, you wanted him mm-hmm. and to confirm that you wanted him to be a U.S. citizen. But if you wanted to change your mind, there was a 24-hour harmonious period that you do in their city that where they came from. Yeah, yeah. Did he speak any English? No. No. So uh-uh. you, you had a lot yeah. of work to do there. <laughs> yes. And he kept trying to run away from us, and he was a pistol. <laughs> but he was so cute. <laughs> He's still pretty cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he had some disabilities. He was missing his skull bone in his head, and then he had had a stroke. So he had some disabilities, but we knew about that beforehand, And but very smart and mm-hmm. capable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but he mm-hmm. had some big surgeries ahead of him in the future. Yeah, and that was really hard. That and would we be hard. about yeah. that. Yeah, and he had to have the first one right away because my husband got laid off right after we came home. So mm-hmm. he had to have the big skull surgery, and that must have given you mixed emotions. Glad to be able to help him, but anxiety on the surgery and Brent being laid off. And so, how old is he now? He's 21. He's 21. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So that wasn't enough for you. You decided you had to keep looking some more. Yes. And in the time (laughs) when we were um, adopting him, I found a picture on Reese's Rainbow. It was a site that had actually just started back then in 2007. 
and it was um, to play special needs kids. Okay. And that's where we found our Sneha. And that's where your, your heart really was for those kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you have to go meet her if you're, you know, you can't do that now with India. It's Hague. But this was before it was Hague. And you have to go meet her if you really want to adopt her. Mm-hmm. So my mom's best friend, Vicky and I got on a plane in November 2007, and we met her. And you just fell in love? It, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I did. I loved her, but it rocked my world. <laughs> it rocked your world. Yeah. I had never seen anything so different from the U.S. and mm-hmm. the wailing of the Islamic call to prayer oh, and mm-hmm. all of that is. And then they had Diwali going on and the popping of all the firecrackers Sounded like bombs, and it was all a, just a sensory overload. Yeah, the, the traffic and the horns beeping, yeah. and the pollution. And but yeah. I love India. I've been there three times now, and but the first trip was rough. Yeah, yeah. And so, how old was she? She was six the first time so I the, went, and she was sick with tuberculosis. I had to take her to a doctor and make sure they followed up with treatment, and mm-hmm. she did not come home till two full years later. Oh. Because the tuberculosis treatment is a year. Really? Yes. And does that have to be uh, isolated? No. Pediatric tuberculosis Uh is quite common in India and not contagious to adults. And so so it wasn't contagious to your other children as well? No. And she was was fully cleared by the time she came home. Mm -hmm. Because you can't leave a country with active tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to go to an embassy doctor before they leave their country of origin, that cannot be paid off. I so see. So they're appointed by the embassy. This doctor, you know, is a very mm-hmm. good doctor. And, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Which she wouldn't have had that kind of treatment. Right. Had you not taken her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so she doesn't talk. She doesn't speak. She has microcephaly. Sneha has microcephaly a condition in which a baby's head is significantly smaller than expected, often due to abnormal brain development. Causes of microcephaly include infections, malnutrition, or exposure to toxins. Symptoms vary and include intellectual disability and speech delay. There is no cure for microcephaly. Many delays. Mm -hmm. She'll never live alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she communicates... She communicates without talking, very yeah. talkative without talking, <laughs> and she never forgets a face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And she loves her family, yeah. and she loves seeing people that she's met before, and mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, and how old is she now? She's 21. 21 now. Yeah. Okay. How did your natural kids uh, adjust to having their new siblings? They had to write letters to the judge in India for Sneha. That they would take care of her and treat her like a sister. Elise was not thrilled about Elijah coming. You know, once the two of them came, then they were, you know, they loved them. And Mm -hmm. she's very, now Elise is very protective of both of them. Mm -hmm. And Grady, too. Mm -hmm. So, but, you know, they fight. Like normal siblings. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I, when we combined all of ours, it was interesting, let's just say. We had some yes. pecking order going on. and 
things were not always just hunky dory, but right. <laughs> but in an average family, that's not always hunky dory all the time either, right? Right. Yes, siblings fight. That's right. Okay, yep. so now you're up to four. Who is next? And then Ghana adoption opened, and I'm trying. I can't even remember how I got connected with. I think just a lady on Facebook that I became friends with. <laughs> And she was adopting from Ghana, and I thought, oh, we should adopt from Ghana, too. Look how cute these kids look. <laughs> and so we started down that path when we still lived in Colorado. It's always because they're cute. Yes. I think God made kids cute just because. <laughs> yes, to, to lure us in. <laughs> so we were living in a small town in Colorado at that point because rent had been laid off. We had to move to this small town. And so we started on another adoption, and we were officially matched with her. She was deaf, mm -hmm. and we knew that, and had a heart condition that was repaired. Mm. And then Brent got laid off again, so we moved to the Pacific Northwest, and then resumed the adoption mm -hmm. when we came out here. Yeah. And right after and we that got here, we went and... Uh, met her. And so that's Joy. That's Joy. That's Joy. Yes. And she is a Joy. Yes, she is. She's very helpful and right. happy most times. Yes. <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Okay. And then that wasn't enough. Then you... And then I got really sick for a while and mm -hmm. and I wasn't even thinking about adoption, but we had filled out this form for the former... Chinese agency that we had used just to view this boy's file. And I don't know, because it's, it's always in the back of my head. And then one day we got the call from Chinese children, CCAI, and they said, oh, we have a daughter for you. And I said, what? How, <laughs> how could you have a daughter for me? And they said, well, you filled out this medical checklist and now you've been matched. <laughs> And so Brent, I called him and he was shocked as well. And we went out to lunch and looked at her file. And it's and, like, hi, honey, I'm pregnant. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Except she's in China. <laughs> and I had always dreamed about a little girl from China. So we, you know, thought and prayed about it. And it said she had some brain differences and... We talked to some people who had the same diagnosis, and we we don't ever really take the kids' files to doctors. We mm -hmm. just go with our gut, right? Pretty much, yeah. Because they can't. It's not the same wording right. that international doctors use that right. our doctors use. So mm -hmm. it's I did for our first adoption, and it just didn't reveal right. much. Mm -hmm. So so we just we decided to do it to go ahead and do it. <laughs> And then a few months, you know, I think it was like nine months or nine to 12 months later, Brent went with Elijah, our first Chinese son, and they picked up Abia in China. Uh, all right. And okay. So then you're bringing her home. And then meanwhile, everybody's adjusting to new things and new people and how that's going to work. And especially when you have the you know, the various handicaps is more yes. adjusting to figure out. But yep. the flip side is then they can relate to each other on a certain level because of it, too. Yes. And Grady, 
Holly ended up with major surgery, which put her out of commission for close to a year, leaving her older boys and Brent to take care of the new baby. Grady was at home, and Elijah was at home, and he and Avia, the three of them, I mean, they just, Avia loves her big brothers and just misses them so much because they played so much together. Yeah, and were very helpful while you were ill. Yes, very helpful while I was ill. So because that was a lot to take on and a big decision to make when you knew you had some things of your own challenges um, at the time to not be able to totally mom. (laughs) Yes. And then that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. And then I saw this... So I saw this boy's picture, and I I thought, I am just going to pray for him that he gets a family. He's had a brain tumor, traumatic brain injury. I'm just going to pray and share his picture. (laughs) Well, nobody even commented on his picture. (laughs) Nobody did anything. And the more you pray for someone, (laughs) (laughs) oh, my goodness, Then, then God was knocking Tapping me on the shoulder saying, well, why, why couldn't he be your son? <laughs> and he already, he had a lot of grants for Reese's Rainbow because I, I don't know, they had raised a lot of grants. He was older. He was like 12, almost 13 years old. Mm-hmm. He was going to age out at 14. Mm-hmm. So he had like $17,000 in grants at that time. And I said to Brent, well, God's tapping me on the shoulder. Can't we adopt? (laughs) He said, no, not until the adoption is fully funded. Then I will know that God wants us to have him. Yeah. So he had an advocate that worked for the the international facility that helped with the orphans where he lived in China. And so I, I told the advocate, I said, we want to adopt him, but you know, he doesn't have all the money that we need. Mm -hmm. She said, well, let me make some calls and I'll see what I can do. Yeah. The next morning she emailed this so-and-so family wants to give you another $10,000 for his adoption. (laughs) Wow. And we were putting the the Gideon fleece out before God saying, you know, do you want us to adopt this boy? Yeah. And there it was. Yeah. And so we started to adopt him, and that that was it. And we didn't know that we needed Tao Tao, but every day since Tao Tao has come, yeah. he has made me laugh. <laughs> it will be the worst day, and he will say something, and God taps me and says, See, uh-huh. I gave him to you so you could laugh. So you could in laugh. In the hard times. Yeah. yeah. And that is, a, I know that's why he is in our family. Yeah. Because he just does that for me every day. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he keeps an eye on me and will say the funniest things. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. And we're not done yet. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then Maria. But in between all of this, we we had started to adopt another boy from China, mm. and we're still matched with him. Hmm. And we were about to travel in 2020. Oh, really? Yes. And then COVID. And then COVID hit. And so we've been waiting for Ezra since 2019. Oh. Still hoping 
that someday we'll be able to get him because <laughs> we're matched. We've done everything. We just needed travel approval to go huh. get him. Huh. So with that discontentment going on, then I looked, oh, what countries are open? Bulgaria, a lot of people started to talk about concurrent adoptions while they're waiting for China to open. So I checked into Bulgaria and I found this girl. She didn't have, it didn't seem like, you know, huge special needs. And Brent came down with COVID and God just kept tapping me. <laughs> this is the girl. This is the girl. And Brent's He's always telling you first, isn't he? What's with that? I I don't know. (laughs) And Brent's like, I am too sick. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. And I said, I can't. He just keeps tapping me. I can't leave you alone. So we started on Maria's adoption. And And she was our most recent adoption. And she is 11? She's 13 13. She's 13. Okay. But she speaks English, so that's... She Helpful. didn't. No, oh, she, she wasn't didn't. speaking. She's English just enough? learned all this. Oh, yeah. She's been learning. She got an iPad over there and started watching videos, and that's how she's picked it up. Yeah, I think that's real common to yeah. pick up just from that. Yeah, yeah. So, is she going to public school, or is she you're homeschooling with her? Homeschooling because mm-hmm. she didn't do well in the public school over there, so she needs some pretty close supervision mm-hmm. to keep on task. <laughs> and I want her to learn how to read and yeah. do things that she might have missed at a younger age. What do you think is your major motivation for adopting? Well, God um, adopts us into his family and he won't leave us as orphans. And there's so many orphans in the world. And he calls on the church to take care of the orphan and the widow. And if the church won't do it, there isn't anyone to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and I always wanted to have more kids. Being pregnant was too difficult. So mm-hmm. this is how I do it. And I, I think, you know, people are missing out on the blessing mm-hmm. from not, you know, pursuing this. Yeah. Well, so you think you're done yet or? Well, you're going to have to add on to the house it, if you're yeah. ending up with any more. <laughs> if, if Ezra comes home from China, then mm-hmm. then we're done. <laughs> That's been pretty heart-wrenching waiting on him since 2019. And so you, do you communicate with him at all? or You, you I, really no. can't just in case no. it doesn't. You have taken on a lot, not just because of the sheer number of kids, but because of the types of disabilities. This is a lifetime commitment, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, not that all of our kids who who grow up and go away are not still lifetime, (laughs) but not at the same level where you're still, you know, throughout their life. So that is a a huge, a huge commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Our retirement will look different. It will look different. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. They'll be taking care of you. You hope. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with with helpers, you know, I do get help, so. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. What would you say to someone who is uh, even thinking about maybe doing an overseas adoption? Do you have any kind of advice or suggestions? The one thing I would say is people always say, oh, do you have to be called? No, I think if the Bible has a mandate, you know, and it already said it, you don't have to be called to do it. 
God's already said, this is something that pleases me. Just do it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to get a lightning bolt out of the sky. If he says this is good, do it. He'll bless it if you do it. And your needs have been met? Our needs have been met. Our church now that we go to has blessed us immensely. I mean, we have been shocked. They took up an offering for us, and Mm -hmm. that helped so much with Maria's adoption. We got a lot of grants also for her adoption through um, Show Hope and the Rollstone Foundation, but the church offering at the end took care of everything that was on the credit card mm-hmm. that would have been just tailing along, dragging mm-hmm. us down. And then the brakes went out on the van and <laughs> our refrigerator went out and it was such a blessing to us. So yeah. North Coast yeah. is a great church. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Holly, thank you. This is an interesting story and maybe somebody out there is just going to be motivated to take your steps. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening. Some of you might know that Ed and I have raised 10 kiddos. Parenting is a challenge full of joys and sorrows. I can't help but admire Holly and Brent in their calling. If you're the least bit interested in adopting, I've added links to the show notes for you to peruse, but watch out. It may become addictive. Next week, I have a fun interview with 10-year-old Lucy Polensky, a true leader in the making. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>